Hello and welcome to episode 157 of First Geek 411. I'm your host, Cameron Franklin, and with me this week, still in an undisclosed location, Shanine. How are you doing today? A little frazzled, but good. Also freezing. Oh. So freezing. How cold is it there? Uh, it is... It feels approximately like minus 40, which in Fahrenheit is minus 40. Right. You have to say, I can do that conversion very easily. So. <laughs> yeah. It's cold. Yeah, that's, that's very rough. Emma, glad that you are with us today. How are you doing? Pretty good. Glad to be here. No complaints. It's a nice break from my day-to-day -day life. Nice. Zoom with less than 10 people. Yes. <laughs> Yay! And I'm sure as much as you enjoy classes, hopefully, fun discussion, that's a little bit, like, not schoolwork related. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Looking forward to it. This week, we got Keanu Reeves, Cinderella, Avatar, The Last Airbender, and then our top three illustrations of kindness. But before we get into that, we got um, our social media where our listeners can find us as One Geek 411 Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And you can also hop in our Discord server if you want to chat with us between shows. Then you can send us an email at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com. And then check out our show notes on our website, onegeek411.com. You can watch live on Twitch each Monday night, 645 Mountain Time. Be part of the post-show chat. Then you can find the videos over on YouTube where you can, of course, like and subscribe, click that bell, all the things that the people say. And then we also have a Redbubble store if you would like some First Geek 411 merch. And then if you're a podcast listener, you can rate and subscribe wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. Before we get into the news for this week, let's catch up with some of the things that we have been up to. Emma, what's been going hey. on for you? Uh, quite a bit. Um, I mean, for school, I've been working on my second video project, which is fun for me because I get to stare at a computer editing things, which may not sound super exciting, but I find it fun. Um, I've been playing some more Assassin's Creed Valhalla and started nice. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order last night because that's a more linear game. And with open world games like Assassin's Creed, I get super distracted. Mm -hmm. um, Cameron and I were talking about this before uh, we started where I typically just go since I'm over here I'm going to go check out this blue dot and two hours later I'm like on the complete opposite end of the map from where I'm supposed to be so it takes me months to finish a main quest because mm -hmm. I just get distracted so I started uh, Jedi Fallen Order last night because it's more linear and I'm going to accomplish it sooner or finish it sooner and I'm maybe 40 minutes into it, but it's a lot of fun already. Mm -hmm. um, it's a great game. My big, adulty, my big adulty thing this week was that I got a printer, and I felt very much like an adult when I got it. <laughs> nice. I never owned a printer. I know it's weird, but yeah. And then I started reading Ready Player One, and I'm loving it already. So those are my things from this week. Very nice. Shanine. I'm very happy about the first thing on your list. <laughs> yes, we finished watching Scrubs. So did you watch the like actual last season or did you stop? Yeah. I'm sorry. Yep. I'm just going to pretend it's not a thing. <laughs> I feel like it's one of those things where like if they would have actually just done it as a spinoff, instead of like an official last season, it would have been okay. But the fact yeah. that it is the last season. <laughs> yeah, no, it would have been fine as its own thing. But like, yeah, the previous season had like the big heartfelt finale. And then there's just more. But it's like they took Scrubs and yeah. took away everything that I loved about it but still called it Scrubs. And I'm like, this doesn't, I don't like this. So. They gave us like knockoff JD and 
Yes, exactly. That's exactly what I said. It's like they redid the core cast. Yeah. And then the took out season? all of all of the quirky mm -hmm. side characters that I love. Yeah. Why would you read What is the Scrubs cast without the, the janitor? Season? So the idea is that it's like about the next generation of people. Oh, that's lame. And I'm so, sorry, that's lame. Yeah. So all the main characters <laughs> are now like lame. the like seasoned doctors training the new ones. That feels like a lazy cop out. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I've never even seen this show, but this seems yeah. like very much a lazy cop out to me. Yeah, it's the like last season with the main cast is so good and has such a good finale. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, oh just kidding. Lies. Yeah. Oh man. Anyways, um, I've also been reading Ready Player One some more, and now I'm just in like a super 80s mood and want to watch like all of the 80s movies and things. Yep. I've never That's read it. Fun. I saw the movie on a, on a plane once, but I'm already loving the book. So Yeah. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, I'm excited to chat about it. Um, Me too. This is what I'm excited about. <laughs> and WandaVision! Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, I feel like this is one of those weeks where we might need a post-post-show chat. Oh yeah. Where, like, the we turn off the stream and, like, we can all just actually talk about, like, spoilers and stuff like that without, yeah. like, <laughs> worrying about yeah. ruining things for people in chat. Like, oh Ooh, man. I haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, just, uh, yeah. Ah, so good. Yeah. We actually, like, for the, the first time had to discuss, like, the spoiler, like, policy for Discord, where it's, like, use the black, uh, the double bars. Like, yeah. make sure, like, don't imply things. Like, do all of this stuff. Like, I'm so glad the spoiler function is something that I actually knew how to use <laughs> in Discord, like, and that I learned how to use a while ago. <laughs> And I, I've never used it until WandaVision. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to be a decent human being because yeah. I want to talk about this, but I also don't want to ruin it for people. So, yeah. I feel like, yeah, use like, it. <laughs> every episode of WandaVision has put us closer and closer to this point. Yeah. Where, like, um, we might end up like having to make like an actual like spoiler channel just for WandaVision so <laughs> that we can like yeah. actually have discussions without ruining it for people. Like, it's just, oh, we're just so close. And you know, I ended up not being able to watch this episode till Saturday oh, man. and had to be like so careful. Staying off the I internet. I was not like on the that. internet a lot. Yeah. yeah. Back in my uh, Tumblr phase that I admittedly had, it was definitely like when Doctor Who seasons were on, I just wouldn't go on Tumblr mm -hmm. for a few days before until I got to watch it and things like that. So it was just like... I'm at this point very used to staying off the internet until I get the chance to watch something, but it is yeah. feel you have to build up mm -hmm. if it's something you've never done before. So, um, yeah, and it's I, I feel like them doing it episodic like they are is it's so smart. Uh, it's so, yeah. so funny to be like it's so smart to do it the way that things have always been done, but like. Um, like in this day and age of right in the day and age of exactly it just it keeps the hype going week over week like you it don't makes have, it more worth it yeah and you from the internet standpoint it doesn't feel like the internet moves on right away because it's kind yeah. of just every like two or three days then it dies down a little bit then two or three days leading up to the next one mm -hmm. and then like it just kind of keeps it perpetuating rather than and the that, like yeah. It's all over. Here's everything. Here's all the things you yeah. missed. Like, and this way, it still feels like a Marvel thing, because we're so used to with Marvel movies, them, you know, like these huge gaps of time between mm -hmm. movies, and with this, we were even though it's a TV show instead of a movie, we still have this gap of time mm -hmm. between each snippet. Um, speaking of which, it's not in our notes because 
it's kind of is what it is. But we got a new teaser for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Which, Yay. like, I'm super excited to watch, but is also, like, the most generic, like, MCU content. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, um, it's just like, oh, it's going to be great and I'm going to enjoy it. But after generic. WandaVision, it's like, it's we're going back to just superhero action, which is cool. Yeah. Like, by all means, but... I haven't watched the teaser yet, but I think this is probably the show that I'm least excited about. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it seems like the the humorous relationship between the two is going to be pretty good. <laughs> but I think, Cameron, you mentioned this in the Discord earlier. It, it, it does seem like there's not a whole lot of plot, at least just from the teaser. Um, yeah. Whereas with WandaVision even before we got it, just the teasers, you could tell that there was something going on. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, completely agree. Um, and I guess for me this week, I also played some Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, I thought I was going to beat it, and then the game baited me. And it was like, surprise, there's a whole nother, um, like, alliance to, to do. And I was like, oh, I thought I was done Oops. with the story. It felt like that was the like climax of the plot. Lies. And, and now it's over. Or now it's not over, I mean. So um, yeah. So we'll see how this last, um, hopefully last, um, story mission goes. And then have like all the cleanup stuff to do, of course. I definitely want to finish going through and taking out all the people in the order and stuff like that. Um, I'm not there yet. But plot twist, there's Templars. Um, and they're the bad guys. I mean, there's some things that I've just yeah. sort of gathered yeah. from my first couple hours play, but you know, that's just me being very observant yeah. about things. So I'm going, hmm, this doesn't look right. Mm -hmm. Anyway, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's really good. I'm excited to see how they're going to wrap up the plot now. Um, but um, I have thoughts, but I'm going to save them. Emma, in like six months when you beat the game, when I actually finish it. I'm excited it. to talk to you about it. Um, yeah. But Well, it's uh, definitely my go-to de-stressor game right now because it does have that open world option to just like, if I don't feel like doing anything structural, I can just wander around and check things out, which is nice. Normally, mm -hmm. Horizon Zero Dawn's my go-to game, but since this is one I haven't actually played before, in terms of storyline, mm -hmm. it's my go-to game, and it's a lot of fun. So, and then let's see, we watched commercials and ate food yesterday. Mm. Um, I guess there was also sports on, but <laughs> was mostly there for the commercials and food. I heard about that, and so. Wasn't sure if it was a big deal or not. Yeah. Um, it was not the most exciting game of sports ball ever. But, okay. And it Good was, yeah, it was not the most exciting batch of commercials ever either, to be honest. So it was what it was. It was what it was. <laughs> and then the last thing for me was we watched Deadpool, which I have actually never seen. And so. I saw that one on opening what? night. Yeah. So it was my first time watching that movie. Um, it's good. I mean, I don't like it's Deadpool. Like it's one of those that's like, I was not surprised by anything and enjoyed it. Yeah. Like enjoyed the whole thing. Like it's one of those. <laughs> yeah. I went to college in Helena, which is how I know Chris. And there's a movie theater. I think just a little under a mile from campus so every time there was a big movie release, I would just walk to the movie theater nice. and watch it because I could walk there pretty quickly. And it was great. And I saw Deadpool in theaters along with many other Marvel th movies because I could just walk there late at night <laughs> in a really safe town in the middle of Montana. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The biggest dangers are just bears. Yeah. <laughs> Have the bear spray with me. Yeah. So, 
Speaking of Marvel, let's jump into our news. Emma, what do you got for us? Right. So part of this cracks me up, which is why I, it's the biggest reason why I put it down here. But supposedly, um, Marvel has reached out to Keanu Reeves about or offering the role of Kraven the Hunter for a Spider-Man spinoff movie, um, which is cool. It'd be great to have Keanu Reeves in the Marvel Universe. But when I read this article on it, like after they're like, oh, you know, like supposedly Keanu Reeves and um, Kraven the Hunter Spider-Man spinoff movie, there was a paragraph where there was a quote from Fee, the beloved MCU person, supposedly, that basically just said, we talked to Reeves for pretty much every MCU movie we make, so don't get your hopes up as to whether or not he takes the role. <laughs> and it just cracked me up because it was like, yeah, we've talked to him, but we talked to him for every movie. So, <laughs> you know... <laughs> I mean, it's um, got to work one of these times, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> it's got to work one of these times. Yeah. Um, it's like that shotgun approach. Of if you just offer him a role in every eventually he'll <laughs> say yes. Eventually he'll take one. So, yeah. <laughs> Maybe we'll get Keanu Reeves in, a, in the MCU. Maybe we won't. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe not. We'll see. With kind of what's been happening lately with Marvel, I would love it if this is actually a tease and he's already been cast in a Marvel movie. <laughs> that would be great. And it's just like, he declined this because he's in this other movie. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't put it past Marvel to do that kind of thing at this point. So, um, I'm super interested for like, like kind of like Keanu's comeback. Yeah. Like it seemed like around like the Matrix, there was a, like he was in like everything. And then he kind of died out for a while. Not died out, but like it seemed like a lot of the movies he was in weren't he movies. Plateaued. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way to say it. And then like maybe it was like the, the John Wick movies very much like put him back in like public conscience. And then like mm -hmm. um, Punk, which I mean, of course hasn't gone great, but like yeah. <laughs> him being in like that kind of put him back out. And then. I feel like he just kind of like uh, took back over by storm. Um, but everyone's having another Keanu Reeves moment. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I can see it, and especially if he does actually end up having a role in Marvel, it'll definitely put him back out there. Mm -hmm. So. Do y'all have a so assuming this isn't happening? Do y'all have any like a role that you would like to see Keanu in? Just in general, or, or like in MCU wise? Like, is there okay, a, MCU? -wise. Is there like a character you would like to see him play? And maybe even like as we're thinking of that, we could even say like X Men, like or Fantastic Four, or any of those. Like now that like Disney's gotten the rights back to these characters. I'm referencing my Marvel poster, <laughs> which is why I'm, <laughs> I'm listening. But yeah. uh, I think he like, I guess cause, like since I asked this, I was actually kind of ready with a, with a character, and it was like <laughs> okay. I I would like him to see him like I think he would make a really good Mister Fantastic, because like it wouldn't be the normal super boring Mister Fantastic. Yeah, I can see that. Like, I, th I think that that he, like he would bring some really cool depth to that character that we don't normally have. Yeah, and mm -hmm. and like he could still play the, and maybe it's kind of similarly. I think he'd be a really interesting Professor X, because mm. I think he yeah. would play like the less moral versions of those characters very well. Yeah, so along a similar track, are we? In in this question, including the Netflix shows, mm -hmm. okay, because I was going to say Punisher, Ooh. that would be pretty cool, but since the Punisher already has an actor associated mm -hmm. with the name, 
But if they wanted to recast the Punisher for the movies. Yeah. Or just have it be a second Punisher. Or just have it be a second <laughs> pun- Punisher or whatever. I mean, I also like that would be pretty cool, but I also feel like that is in some ways a more typical mm-hmm. Keanu Reeves role. But. I'm sure if I knew more about characters who are in the comics and not the movies, I'd have a better answer, but (laughs) that's the one I've got. Yeah, I can, I can see him as the Punisher, just with his like John Wick persona and everything, but like Isaac said in chat, Bernthal was so good. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. he really, he really is a good yeah. Punisher. So I don't know if I'd want to see him recast. Mr. Yeah. Fantastic also was like the first one to come to mind for me. Mm-hmm. I've never chat. actually. Good. I've never seen any of the Fantastic Four movies because all they're I hear is that they're so bad. They're not so I'd really like to see one with Keanu Reeves that's good, and then I could actually watch one. <laughs> I'll say, like, I feel like for the time, the original Fantastic Four movie wasn't that bad. Like, I feel like it's one of those movies that definitely didn't age well. Yeah. But, like, it's not one of those movies that I, like, left being, like, why was this made? Like. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) Um, Then in chat, Ross says Keanu as Mr. Sinister, who is a really Mm. cool... um, like X-Men villain, I think is primarily where Mr. Sinister is. He kind of does that like plan from the background um, kind of character. And so I think like Keanu would make a really cool, like big bad. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely one of those questions that like reminds me of how much I want to actually like read some of the Marvel comics and like actually get to know some of the like original material more because it's like oh yeah like everyone's seen the movies but not everyone is gonna go and read the comics because they feel like it's a kid's thing or whatever but this this is definitely one of those questions where i'm like oh yeah i actually want to go and read some of the comics and see how they differ from the movies and get to know some of these weird characters that haven't made it onto the big screen yet because that would be really cool. So, yeah. That's my spiel. Chat or YouTube, if you have ideas for what MCU role you would like to see Keanu in, let us know. Um, Also, as a teaser, this might tie in with our top three for next week. So, you know, already got that, like, got the brains going on that one. So, um, Shanine, what do you got for us this week? Okay, um, the Rogers and Harrison Cinderella is coming to Disney Plus later this week on the 12th. And I'm so excited because this is one of my favorite live action Cinderella's. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah, it's I, my favorite. I didn't I don't know <laughs> if I've action. seen this and I did not realize that Julie Andrews was in this. Like as in in this is as in is Cinderella, but like. Yeah, she like is the original one, not the nineteen ninety seven one. Oh right, right, yeah, yeah. That is coming to Disney Plus. This one is with Brandy. Oh my bad, I was looking at the wrong one. <laughs> Brandy and Whoopi Goldberg, and people whose names I'm blanking on right now, but are really big names. Victor Garber? Yes. Um, that's all that it lists on the Screen Rant article from when I googled top 10 live action Cinderella's. <laughs> There's more. There's more. Is it Whitney Houston? Yes. Yeah. As the fairy godmother. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, it's one comedic actor. He's 
bald. Yeah. Uh, Jason Alexander. Yeah. Is that the guy? Yeah. What makes this your favorite Cinderella? Or live action Cinderella? This might be like my second favorite, but it is my favorite Disney live action. Um, because the songs are excellent. The cast is incredible. And Can like, we talk about just... the representation for a movie that came out in 97. Yes. It is They're... great. <laughs> Several black actors and then somehow a black queen and a white king had an Asian son. <laughs> and... <laughs> Yeah, they went for it, and I love it. Also, so I have to say, when I was looking through the notes, so Shanine, you have under this bullet point, um, what do you think is the best live-action Cinderella? I'm not going to lie, the first movie that came to my mind was She's the Man, <laughs> which is nothing to do with Cinderella at all. But I'm just like, oh, yes, she's the man. <laughs> That's my answer. And then I was like, oh, that." That doesn't work at all for this question. So, just to put that out there. <laughs> so yeah, what do you think is the best live action Cinderella, Disney or not? I'm also throwing Ever After out there. I'm gonna Hold be on. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I've seen the okay. live action Cinderella's. There's like a Shitty. million of them. You had to have seen something. Like it's one of those of like, again, cause I'm on like screen rants, top 10 live action Cinderella's and they have like Ella just... enchanted on here, which I'm like, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm I've probably that seen that. Like, that's I, one. I, yeah. I just rewatched that one a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Still good. So, Shanine, I was trying to remember the name of the movie, and you said Ever After, but one of my professors, my writing professor, wrote Ever After. Seriously? That's awesome. That's so I'm cool. I'm going to a top-tier school, top-tier film school, <laughs> and That's my amazing. writing professor <laughs> wrote Ever After. Or at least was like one of the writers or one of the main writers. So it was like one of his fun facts about himself. That so, is yeah. a very <laughs> fun fact. <laughs> I'm at this point, I'm a month in and I'm like, I'm definitely getting my tuition's worth out of this education. Cause like all of these people have worked on things like Ever After and big name things. But yeah. So just yeah he's a cool guy you would like him i do i do <laughs> got a great sense of humor and <laughs> i'm just so excited to learn from him and he's like use as many commas as you want i don't care if it's a three-page run-on sentence <laughs> as long <laughs> as it makes sense go for it <laughs> so yeah. I like it. So I guess with that, again, I say this as someone who has maybe seen one of these live action Cinderella's. What differentiates to y'all a good Cinderella story versus like of the, of these renditions, what separates the good from the bad? I think at this point, given that we've seen the story so many times, it's the acting. Like, it's really, once you figure out that it's a Cinderella story, you're no matter what fancy take they've done on it, you're just like, yeah, okay. I know what's going to happen. So it's just whether the acting is good and the... um 
whatever the fancy twist is is well thought out so like if it's modern day or um taking place in a different culture or like there's any number of things you can do with it but your audience is still gonna be like okay this is a cinderella story evil stepmother two evil step sisters dad dies prince ball fairy godmother uh dress glass slippers Mm -hmm. missing glass slippers so on and so forth like you get the point like you you can still pretty much predict what's going to happen so as long as it's well thought out and good acting then it's just for me there has to be something really unique about it like for example disney's latest live action i think was awful i know a lot of people liked it and i think it was real unnecessary and real boring (laughs) was it basically just the animated the turned live action pretty much i i don't think that they did anything super new with it and okay it just it was cinderella and that's all that it was Mm-hmm. i feel like a movie like beauty and the beast did benefit a little bit more from a live action because that has like the living candlesticks and clocks, like all of these pieces of furniture that were coming alive that I at least was like, yeah, okay, I want to see this candlestick if it were in the real world or this walking clock or whatever, like whatever their names are. Cops Whereas Cinderella. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas <laughs> clearly I'm not the biggest Disney person. Like Disney is cool, <laughs> but my knowledge is not super in that area. Anyway. Um, Whereas a story like Cinderella is like, We've already seen it so many times in so many real life scenarios because of the Disney original movie that like there's no desire for me to want to see a Disney live action remake of it because it's just like I've already seen that. I've already seen a live action Cinderella. I've seen like 20 live action Cinderella's. So I just never saw the Disney live action Cinderella because it didn't seem worth it. So and it's not in my opinion yeah yeah but most of the disney live actions are not in my opinion yeah deanna has words for you in chat but yes i see your your words (laughs) deanna and um my realm of expertise exists more in the science fiction (laughs) area because that is my realm of interest that and fantasy but um (laughs) You know. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry, Deanna. It's my stance. Yeah. Made my stance on live action Cinderella. Well known. Very yes. clear. <laughs> All right. And on a completely different note, uh, the actor Christopher Plummer died this week. Um, he was a Canadian actor and he spent seven decades in the industry, which is wild. And yeah, he is an amazing actor, mm-hmm. and it's 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 sad. He was the the father in Sound of Music. Mm-hmm. Super sad. Yep. He was also a character in Elder Scrolls V: Skyrim. <laughs> probably not his most best or his best known work probably not it's crazy looking through like his... rest in peace yeah his credits are long yeah and then i guess on mine we got news this week 
that we're getting a Avatar The Last Airbender tabletop RPG. And I could not be more happy. Um, I think this is a ton of hype. And I honestly can't wait to see what they do. Um, so Shanine had found a, an article from Dice Breakers. And it's, um, it's coming from Magpie Games, who did the Root role-playing um, game Bluebeard um, Bribe and Masks a Next Generation or a New Generation um, and so they'll be bringing this in and again I'm super happy how do y'all feel are y'all here with me Root's a good game I can tell you from experience <laughs> playing it like three times it's complicated but it's a good game so I have a feeling this is going to be a good game as well given that but also given the fact that i'm very neutral on avatar the last and airbender my hype is probably not nearly as high as yours <laughs> so <laughs> i'm hyped with you cameron <laughs> i think the only kind of like fandom related rpg that i've done before is star wars which has been super fun so i think avatar would also be super duper fun mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. one of the points that we have about it is that players will not be taking on the role of the avatar which is you know probably a good thing um but will instead <laughs> right what will instead create characters using playbooks that will define their abilities and attributes not much is known about the mechanical underpinnings of the avatar rpg but magpie stated the importance in representing in its RPG, the adventurous nature and the struggle with morality that made both animated series so beloved. So, like, I'm super curious to how, like, the struggle of morality is going to be brought in. But I'm excited that it will be. Like... Absolutely. And then, from a... Um, game standpoint, or is there anything that, I, I know Emma, you said you're not a huge Avatar fan, but is there anything um, that y'all would be excited to see brought into the game? I wouldn't say that I'm not a huge fan. It's just like, I liked it, and I enjoyed it, but I didn't obsess over it. But um, in terms of brought in, I mean, it sounds like they're going to have different sort of play styles for each of the four elements from my understanding and that's really cool that's something that like you do different things on your turn mm -hmm. based on what element you're playing and that's something that i'm excited about that they're bringing in um and i i guess i'm just interested in how they're gonna do that um And maybe even just having, like, the... <laughs> I'm thinking of them as, like, spirit animals, but they're not spirit animals. Maybe something to do with just, like, their animal companions. Mm -hmm. What's the, the sky buffalo with... Mm -hmm. The sky bison? Sky, the sky bison. Like, as, like, an extension pack, mm. each character can get, like, this animal from the world that gives them an extra little bonus or something to add to the gameplay so like someone from the who is an airbender can have a sky bison to that helps them travel further for something i don't know <laughs> that would be pretty cool in my humble opinion shanine what do you think um I don't know. I'm scrolling through. Do they say what kind of era it takes place in? I don't think they did. They they did announce that so the core rulebook was to come out February of next year. Then Republic City, or there'll be two supplements. The first one is Republic City, which will come out in August 2022, and then The Spirit World, which will come out in 2023. So just based on that, that sounds like Legend of Korra. 
Right. But they might do it kind of agnostic. Like, cause that, that could easily be the, the time between the series as well. So like, so like presumably the avatar could be Aang and we could be having like, these are other adventures in the world where, while Aang is still avatar. So. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that'll be interesting to find out exactly where, when we are, Mm -hmm. what the world is looking like. For me, because I don't know, I feel like this is probably one of those things I've thought about too much. Um, <laughs> and so, like, like for me, I want because, like, like they're they're presumably gonna have stuff like metal bending, lightning bending, like the more like I don't know if advanced is the right word, my, my, like the the more unique styles of bending. And I guess my hope there is that they don't make it feel like you have to play that way. Like I like I don't want it to feel like it's one of those things where if you're playing an earthbender and you don't choose to do metal bending that you're just wrong. Um, it, it's more of like to you go back automatically to automatically lose or whatever. Right. Like to go to what Emma said earlier. Like I would love it to be the idea of like different play styles, and so yeah. it's like the tradi- maybe like the traditional earthbender is more tanky, whereas if you do metal bending, that changes you into a more of like a traditional fighter role. Yeah. Um, stuff like that. Um. And so, I, so I, yeah, they're, they're the game root that's made by the same people. It's that like part of it is that basic idea where each character is from a different tribe, basically. And each like tribe has a different way that they play. Mm-hmm. So you do different things on your turn than the next person does. Um, but in that you can even like do that differently each round as the same character Mm -hmm. so that would look cool with this avatar context Mm -hmm. in chat chunk the hut says agni kais and so kind of like off of that like i think having cool one-on-one fights would be really interesting if there's a way that they can build that up besides the um because, like, I, I think a lot of RPG systems kind of struggle with the, like, I'm standing next to you, so I'm going to attack you, and you can't move because then I get an attack of opportunity. Um, and so I'd really like to see them have, like, that sort of, like, more mobile fights that we get to see in those one-on-ones. Um, and then, like, my other thought is, like, pro-bending. Like, I would love in, like, actually in, like, the Republic series, a Republic City book, I would love to see them do like rules for pro bending and have that be like an alternate way that your characters can earn money or earn fame or earn something um, through like, or even if your, your team isn't involved in that, they can help pro benders or hinder pro bender or like have some way of inter- interacting with that side of the story. Absolutely. That'd be pretty cool. Then also, just because, you know, I'm always happy to talk about Avatar. And um, do y'all have a, from the show, do you have a favorite type of bending? Water. I think it's very peaceful and fun. Yeah, I think I also tend to gravitate towards the water bending. For me, obviously, I, I lean towards air. Like, Aang is my guy. <laughs> like, there's a reason that, like, yeah. Aang is, like, the majority of my top threes is either, an like, Avatar the Last Airbender thing or is, a, like, Kingdom Hearts thing or something like that. But yeah. <laughs> Air would be my second choice. And um, I do got to say, I really love what they did in Legend of Korra with the, like, expanding the other types of bending. It kind of takes away a little bit of the wonder of them, but it makes it seem like a more Mm -hmm. obtainable thing that people can just learn how this works. It's a skill versus, like, 
um, we're almost like a mindset where like no one could bend metal until someone figured it out. Then it turns out that people could have learned how to do this for a long time. They just yeah. couldn't wrap their heads around how it worked and didn't have someone to teach them. And so like, I really love that idea of, so, um, of that series or how it's brought into the series. Question. Mm-hmm. Question. Given that I only ever watched like two episodes of Korra. So the extension of earth is metal. And lava. Like main, and lava. Yeah. It's like, um, it, like it like branches out. Yeah. I know for water, it's blood. Is there any mm-hmm. other ice? Yep. Is there any other for water? Water is like closer to the spirits. So like, and then water also has like healing. Chunk just dropped, said that in chat as well. Um, okay. And so like, um, so like there's that side of water where you can learn how to use the water to actually heal people's wounds and that kinds of things. Okay. And then lightning is fire. Mm-hmm. Fire, lightning. What about... I forgot my elements. <laughs> air. 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 What's is there an extension for air? I'm just curious. <laughs> That's why I'm asking. Yeah. So I've only seen two episodes. Ish. So okay. like, um, and I I'm, I bet it's one thing that like if they were ever going to do a third series, we would get like a more official what it can be. Yeah. Um, some people have thought that it would be sound. Because that kind of that very much ties in with what air can already do. That would make sense. Um, And then there's also like the idea of um, like actually being able to fly. That plays a big part in one of the parts of Korra. Um, And it's kind that's kind of an extension of what airbenders can already do with the gliders, but Mm -hmm. um, it gets a little bit more intense. Um, Shout out to book three of Korra, best book. Anyway, that's that's on my list for further down the line mm-hmm. when I'm not currently getting an intense education. <laughs> <laughs> you just got to watch it for school. I'm not an animation student, <laughs> unfortunately. <laughs> if I were, or if I were in person, I would suggest that my animation friends watch it for school, and I would just so happen to be around <laughs> while they're watching it. <laughs> That's the galaxy brain play. Yeah. I will watch this with you for homework. <laughs> It'll be your homework, not my homework, right. but... <laughs> so, um, speaking of RPGs, that brings us to an announcement. Our first of our monthly D&D streams in our, in our series called Faithful Hedrons will be premiering this Saturday right here on Twitch at 12.30 Mountain Time. And so we'll be doing some awesome D&D action. Um, we have some new faces or a new face to the um, First Geek 411 family and then a returning face. Um, and so... Um, we got some really cool stuff coming in. We got some cool characters. I'm excited just from what I've seen of y'all's already. And so, um, but Chris will be DMing for us and he's got some cool stuff. So we'll get a, a picture of the map posted and stuff like that so that people can kind of see some of what's going on in the world. But are y'all ready? I just wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. <laughs> <laughs> I am so ready. I'm so, so excited. Different. Yeah. This is the first full campaign that I'll be playing in. I've played like two one-offs before, but I'm excited for a full campaign. So, so excited. I'm pumped. And then I don't, I don't want us to reveal too much, but what kind of character are you playing? I am a dragonborn druid. I am a half-elf ranger. And I will be a minotaur barbarian. Because someone needed to be frontline. So... <laughs> That's uh... fair. I just went for the things that I looked at and went, yeah, that sounds like me. And that sounds cool. Mm-hmm. 
so I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I've because... been wanting to play a barbarian anyway because I think it's I like the. I'm interested in that play style versus the fighter, which is what I've been playing. And so I don't want to like come off that like, okay, fine. I decided to do this for the party, but <laughs> yeah. Barbarians are so much fun. I like smashing things. <laughs> I tend to be, at least in video games, I tend to be the sniper. I stay far away, <laughs> but then I just like still fight. So I just sort of went for the same style as it so seemed, but yeah. And then it's time for us to jump in to our top three. We are continuing our series on the fruit of the spirit with our top three illustrations of kindness. over on our Twitter. We got one from Justin um, and he says um, pretty much everything Mr. Beast does, whether it's buying everything in a store to give to charity or organizing a program to plant 20 million trees, um, he's extremely generous. And so I don't personally know, like I don't watch Mr. Beast. Is that something on y'all's list? No. I mean, my humble opinion is that he's all right. I mean, he's great for doing that kind of thing, mm -hmm. but I don't personally watch any of his stuff. So, yeah, that's a good choice. For me, that was one that, like, because I don't watch Mr. Beast, I didn't, I, I did not realize that was him, but a bunch of the other channels I watch all did the tree planting thing yep. and helping with yep. that. And so it was really cool to be like, oh, this is the person that, like, started this. Started and, that, And, like, helped yeah. organize all of this. And, like, mm -hmm. it's one that I'm sure was mentioned in other videos, but it kind of just went in one ear and out the other for me. Yep. And so I thought it was really cool to get that call out from uh, from Justin. And so I guess let's get into ours. Emma, why don't you start us off? I apologize in advance if this is on anyone's list. But the doctor, I feel like, very deep down, is a very kind individual. Because all he wants to do is keep the planet from being destroyed. And to get specific, I picked two reincarnations. The fourth doctor from the classic era and the eleventh doctor, which I feel like are like two of the most kind of the reincarnations. So, yeah, that's my first. I didn't actually put anything from Doctor Who on my list, so you're all good. Sweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I went for some more obscure choices. This was honestly the first one to come to mind for me is in Cinderella 2, Dreams Come True. Um which I think is one of the only Disney sequels worth watching. It's like... Shots fired. <laughs> it's a little, like, collection of short stories, and it's just cute and doesn't... Anyways, I liked it. And there's a story where Cinderella's stepsister, Anastasia, falls in love with a baker. And, of course, Lady and Tremaine and Drizella are, like, not impressed. Um, but Cinderella supports her and helps her get ready for the ball and like practice dancing and stuff. And it's so cute. And I just love Cinderella's kindness in that moment to her stepsister. For me, I feel like there's always the meta game with top threes of like, especially like since I tend to go be the one that goes last of it's like, okay, well, what do I want to make <laughs> sure I get? And for me, the one I want to make sure I get this week is the Weasleys. Yeah. And so um, I'm, I'm, that's, that's one that, like, I don't know if that would be on either of y'all's lists, but I want to make sure I get it. Um, and so I love the Weasleys from Harry Potter and how they are such a welcoming family. Like, um, it's so, like, even as I guess they, they – I don't know if struggle is the right word, but as they have so much going on with all their kids, they want their best for all their kids. They're trying to make everything work. There's always that space at the table for Harry. 
Yeah. And like, there's always that room for this other person who also needs help. And I, I just love yeah. that characteristic. And I think that that is like from a story's perspective, so much of what Harry needed, like he needed to and, see a yeah. functional family that cared about each other. <laughs> and that was done so well mm-hmm. throughout the books and the movies, like, especially given the fact that they had so many kids to deal with and they were, I do think they were dysfunctional, but the good kind of dysfunctional, like mm-hmm. the kind of dysfunctional that's you have more than two kids and you're just making sure no one dies and everyone gets fed like <laughs> you know they're chaotic but they're, very they're chaotic <laughs> they're <laughs> chaotic good yes exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just yeah, there's just so much about them that like I don't know I feel like I'm kind of just gushing over here but like <laughs> that like you look at their family versus all the other families that we see in the movies in the books and it's like there's Malfoy's, so much the yeah. Dursleys the, yeah like they're just so much the like I don't even I don't Light even necessarily enjoy. yeah like that's a good great word for it is like they're the they're the family that's happy to be together that's not about what they can get from others it's just they're mm-hmm. just happy to be a family. And I just think that's awesome. What exactly is the function of Another the rubber, rubber duck? duck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. For my number two, just to keep things moving mm-hmm. along for whatever reason, um, is if you want to get mad about at me about Disney, you cannot argue that I don't know anything. Because <laughs> my number two is Fox and the Hound, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite underappreciated Disney movies of all time um, which is a very good example of just kindness It's and it's exactly what it sounds like you've got a fox and a hunting hound who are like essentially pitted enemies in their species and they just befriend each other mm-hmm. and then by the end they're all grown up, they're teenagers and there's this angry farmer who wants to kill the fox and the hound lets him go after finding him because he's like you're my you're my friend and it's just this whole story of kindness and the fox is raised by this elderly old woman who just wants to see the world thrive and it's just kindness in the epitome of animals in their most simple form so that's my number two All right. For me, I've kind of got Muppets on the mind Mm -hmm. after Muppet Treasure Island this weekend. Um, This is from Muppets Christmas Carol. Um, At the end of the movie, Beaker gives his scarf to Scrooge. And I think it's just the sweetest little gesture. Like, Scrooge was super mean to them at the beginning of the movie and there could have been a lot of bad feelings between them and like we know Scrooge is super rich he doesn't need a little red scarf that barely even fits around his neck but it's just like a symbol of friendship and it's just very sweet speaking of Muppets like Rewatching Treasure Island this weekend definitely has me like, I was never a huge fan of the Muppets, but I feel like I've seen all of the movies. Like it's one of those where it's like, I've always enjoyed watching them. It was just one of those things I just never watched more of. Yeah. And like rewatching it, I'm like, oh, I just like, it's so funny how much they can do with puppets. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm excited for this show to be on Disney plus. Mm hmm. I agree. Um, my number two, there's always got to be an avatar or Kingdom Hearts. And so <laughs> um, my number two is Sora from Kingdom Hearts. The whole, um, my friends are my power, um, that kind of thing. I think it's a very cool message. Um, and obviously like the themes of Kingdom Hearts are pretty like straightforward, light and dark, like good and bad type stuff. Um, but one of the things that I've always loved about the series is that it very much kind of hinges on that fact that like, even if you're not strong enough to do something on your own, there's other people there with you that can help. And 
Sora is kind of the middle of that as someone who isn't the strongest fighter, isn't like the most capable person, but it's his connections to other people that help him be able to overcome the darkness. And like, um, even when you get to the, the non-numbered games, like even kid Sora offering and helping Roxas and doing those, or helping not Roxas, Ventus, um, and kind of building all those relationships that starts the game into the motion. I just think it's so cool to see how that like is such a defining characteristic that Sora is the one to help the wandering heart um, and kind of how that just carries through the whole games, the whole of the games. What you got? Very similar to yours in the basic theme theme and idea of it. A well-loved character who has almost undoubtedly made an appearance before. The Samwise Gamgee mm-hmm. from Lord of the Rings. Well-beloved character. Definition of kindness right there in its simplest form kindness and love and just I'm gonna get you there and I'll be dang if I don't you know just just lovingly trying to save the world and keep his friend going and making sure his friend Frodo doesn't go Mm -hmm. insane (laughs) so that's my number three is Sam from Lord of the Rings my number three is also a Lord of the Rings moment. Um, not Sam, though. <laughs> um, I think I think the moments of kindness that really stick out are when we're in really deep pain. And when people show us kindness, kindness in those moments, they're really powerful. And the moment from Lord of the Rings right after they come out of Moria and the hobbits are just absolutely crushed at having lost Gandalf. And Aragorn says, like, we gotta go. And Boromir says, give them a moment for pity's sake. Just that understanding in Boromir, like, I know we have to go, but they can't right now. Like, just showing that kindness to the hobbits. And loving them in that moment. Mm-hmm. My last. Lord of the Rings is just full of good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, I, I I I think that. I mean, y'all hit two very good examples, and I think that there's a lot of this that like. You could almost do like the the illustrations just from Lord of the Rings, that kind of thing. Like there's so much like depth in that, like that series. And I say this as somebody who hasn't read the books and I'm sure there's a whole lot more in the books. Oh yeah. But like, like the books are worth the read. Yeah. There's just so much depth there. My last one, um, is from the anime Gurren Lagann. Um, and that's this saying from Kamina that's, um, come up several times and it's kind of become a thing between Chris and I, but it's the believe in the me who believes in you. Um, and that's one of those messages that I really like. Um, Kamina is kind of the, the cool big brother type character, um, to the main character, Simon. And, um, whenever Simon has doubts, this is something that comes up and, I just love this idea of like, even when you don't think you can do something, I believe in you. So just believe in me as I believe in you. Mm-hmm. Um, and that idea of like going along with someone and supporting them and walking with them um, and being that, like that anchor for someone to help them through. Like, I just think that's such a cool expression. And I know that's one that's come up on like some top threes in the past. So had to get it in here as well. Good one. Next week, um, our top three, again, ties in with our Keanu talk from earlier, is we're going to be talking about our top three movie or TV roles you would recast. So you can either recast, um, of course, it's top three, there's no rules, but like you could recast in the sense of 
taking an actor or person and putting and plugging them into a role that existed like in a specific movie, almost like the like pick a person, everyone else is Muppets kind of thing. Um, you could do that approach or you could do the kind of more general, almost like what we were doing with Keanu earlier of like, this is a role I would like to see this person play. Mm-hmm. And so, and the, or, you know, do something completely different because it's a top three and there's no rules. So <laughs> yes. Um, I like chocolate ice cream <laughs> and that is my <laughs> first pick for this week. Yes. As long <laughs> as you can make it work, it counts. Um, I want vanilla ice cream masquerading as chocolate ice cream masquerading mm-hmm. as strawberry ice cream. <laughs> you gotta believe. You just gotta believe and make it work. You must cast it into the depths of my stomach. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Um, with that, it has been an awesome week. Thank you everyone who joined us in Twitch chat and is watching later or listening later. As always, you can find us on our social media at OneGeek411, and then you can join our Discord server if you want to chat with us between the shows. And then if you want to shoot us an email, you can do that at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com. And then you can watch live on Twitch, Monday nights, 645 Mountain Time, and then be part of the post-show chat. And you can also find the videos over on our YouTube where you can like, subscribe, leave a comment, let us know your favorite Keanu and which Keanu you would like to see in the future. You can check out our Redbubble store and you can rate and subscribe wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. And then you can also find our show notes on our website, onegeek411.com. And then if you want to check up on us individually, you can do that on our personal social medias. Mine is Humar Whittill. Mine is I am not prepared with an I. I'm the Hoot and Howl on Twitter and Hoot and Howl Tales, T-A-L-E-S on Instagram. And it's a great week. Eat a veggie. <laughs>